You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident fanalist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data. Well, uh, as promised, we are going to look at the 53-man roster. And again, this is just preliminary, and, and I want to just kind of go through step one. And, um, well, I, I, I'm, I, I just now made an executive decision. Here, here's what we're going to do. The first thing is I want to look at pure locks. Now, the hard part about this is you're going to get... St- by you, I mean, I'm going to get stuck in the nuance of somebody who's basically like 95 to 99% a lock, where I'm going to sit here and say, they're not technically a lock, and everyone's going to say, oh, stop it and roll their eyes, and I'm going to feel that through my own microphone. Um, and so what I'm going to do is create a second ca- second category, and I'm sure I'm, I'm just kicking the can down the road and just creating a second secondary issue of are they within the 95% or are they 75%, whatever. It, it doesn't matter. That's the goal right now. So, well, I just want to see, first of all, how many players we're talking about. Because sometimes, I've done this in the past, where I've gone through and said, all these people are going to be on the team. Not That's not necessarily a lock, but like people I feel comfortable with. And I was over 53. I was like, holy crap. You know, it just provides context. I think last year, or maybe the year before we did it, and there was a ton of extra. I think it was last year, because like for two years in a row, I had a hard time cutting it down. And then last year, I was like, oh, sweet, we can kind of fit some more people in here. But I, I just, it's again, it's just a preliminary look just to see what it looks like. Like just baseline, bare bones before we get into the nuance. Because that's the hard thing is people will say things like, well, what do you think about this player? Are they going to make the 53 or whatever? You don't know until you look at it. Until you see, you know, I mean, you might say, yes, in a vacuum by themselves, I think that this is a player capable or good enough of earning a spot in the 53. But what if you've got, 17 people that fit that criteria and you can only choose like four or five of them it changes things suddenly it's like well maybe they don't make it then and you know it's also position by position you know i've said before guys like Tariq carpenter i think um i don't know if i should say should make the team i don't know if that's necessarily my exact stance on it but i think given a different circumstance i would lean toward maybe he's gonna make it but in the position he's in right now it just feels incredibly unlikely based on how many linebackers we have you know i mean there's there's in my mind there's four guys that are very close to being locks and he would be number five in my mind see now now i'm even looking at it going are you really going to call those guys no i'm not going to call them a lot but so anyways it's just a good starting point just to kind of see where things are at and as we go along i'm going to have them in my spreadsheet I've, i've got it partially done but then i just thought why don't i do this with everybody because i'm already doing some of the work rather than doing it twice i'll just do it once but so at quarterback and, and this is where i'm talking about in terms of lock and and close to lock in my mind jordan love is the only actual lock now in reality it's unbelievable it, it's very 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 unlikely that sean clifford is cut right it's also i would say relatively unlikely that he's put on the practice squad but it is not impossible. The only question is, is there any threat of him being stolen off of the practice squad? Are the Packers willing to risk that? Because it is a question, right? I don't think they're going three quarterbacks. 
And as intelligent as Sean Clifford is and, and all the talk about him holding a clipboard real well and all that, wouldn't you rather have someone like Danny Etling to take that role, right? Or, you know, we brought in somebody else to compete, Mr. Magoo. Are we saying that there's just zero chance that Etling or Magoo are going to win the job? So he's not a lock. And I, I don't honestly know that he's in that, like, I'm 99% sure range. Like, how much money would you honestly bet that he's going to make it? I mean, I, I'd make a bet with somebody, but how strong the odds would you be willing to put on that? Would you do 10 to 1 odds? I don't know if I would. You put up 100 bucks to win 10? You that confident? So I'm just going to leave that. And again, it's, it's also entirely possible. Like I've said, the Packers are going to feel things out through training camp. If, if those guys are just a disaster, there may be a call to Matt Ryan where they just pay him more money than they were hoping to have to pay at the position to just say, look, we, we, we need somebody that's more capable as a backup. We wanted to give these guys first crack. None of these guys are going to cut it. So we get Wentz or whoever to come in and be that backup. And then, yeah, they're going to throw him on practice squad. And if he gets stolen, which is unlikely, then he does. But, you know, we're willing to take that chance to sneak him on there. So I just have Jordan Love. And again, I'm getting killed by nuance here with the Sean Clifford on the near lock thing. Um, but why don't we double back to the, the near locks and just run through here? All right, locks as far as running backs. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, not going anywhere. Nobody else is even close to a lock, so that one's easy. Wide receiver is a little bit tough. Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed are 100% locks. Now, there's there's debate about how big of a role Jaden Reed's going to have, but is he going to be cut? 0% chance. Is he going to be put on the practice squad? 0% chance. Um... Then you get to the other guys, and it gets a little bit tougher. Um, Samore Ture, I know for most people, feels like an easy lock. I don't know that it is 100,000% impossible that he ends up practice squad. I do think it's unlikely. And so he's, he's obviously at least a near lock. But again, we got three locks. I think there is a strong case to be made for Dontavian Wicks. Not a lock by any stretch, but a case. You got Malik Heath, Bo Melton, Grant DeBose. I don't think Jeff Cotton, Jadakus Bonds, Deuce Watts really factor in a ton. With that said, I just don't think... Even if you say, okay, well, what if they only roll with five wide receivers? I, I, ugh. I don't want to get so nuanced that you get kind of silly. But I, I just don't... I, I think I'm just going to put him as a near lock. And I'm actually going to put it here so I don't forget. <laughs> and again, for a lot of you, it seems absurd. But in all reality, I have no idea how much the Packers like Samori Ture. Samori Ture played out of necessity last year. For all I know, they think that the guy is no talent. Or very little, right? I mean, enough to, to play in a pinch. But, you know, if Dettavian Wicks is legit, that's four. Is it impossible that either Malik Heath, Bo Melton, Grant DeBose, or anybody else slides into that spot? It's also impossible that the Packers get any kind of free agent, unlikely but not impossible, to fill in one of these spots and go with five guys and slide Samori Ture on the practice squad. And I know everybody says, well, he won't survive. He's going to get picked up. Bullcrap. We go through this every single year. There's always this panic of, oh, they'll never survive. They'll never survive. If you look at the people that get actually picked up and don't clear waivers to get onto the practice squad or whatever, it's it's very, very, very few. And there are people that are generally... I mean, so, sometimes you never know that, that somebody was really high on Ture and was mad that they didn't get him and loved what he did in the NFL, whatever. But 
there is always way too much love among Packer fans of, man, there's just the, the NFL is just salivating. And it's like, there are hundreds of people that get cut. And Ture is a seventh round pick that, you know, there, there's other guys that are going to be much more desirable than Samori Ture when that time comes. It's not impossible, but I'm, I'm for pushing buttons here. I am for that reason. Just going to slide him into um, near lock. And you know what? I'm just going to put Sean Clifford in there too, because I don't know, man, just because. And since we're doing near locks, running backs, I'm not putting anybody in there. I don't think there's anybody that is almost a guarantee, but you're not 100,000% sure. There's nobody that's even really close to a guarantee in my mind. Um, as I mentioned yesterday, tight end is a little bit interesting. Um, whereas I feel like Josiah DeGuara is the most likely, if, if you said, who are you sure is going to have a big role as a tight end, I would feel safest with Josiah DeGuara just because I don't really know how big of a role Luke or Tucker are going to have. And it could be an either-or. I mean, you pick Luke Musgrave, and maybe he's just not ready to, to perform. So you get Tucker, Kraft, and Josiah with a, with a dash to Tyler Davis, and then you just screwed yourself by betting on someone that you have no information on. With that said, however, Luke Musgrave is 100% a lock. He's not going on the practice squad. He's not getting cut. Same with Tucker, Kraft. They will, those two will not survive, and, and they're, they're, they are 100% locks. Is Josiah DeGuara a 100% lock? No, he's not. It seems painfully obvious to me that he's going to make it through this process. But similar to Samori Ture, I like Josiah DeGuara a lot. I think he fits the system. I think he plays a certain role that is needed and that can't really easily be filled by anybody else. Although we do have uh, fullback Henry Pearson now to look at, along with Austin Allen and Cam McDonald or whatever. Tyler Davis, if you think he can play that role. But I would... I'm going to put Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft as locks, and um, Josiah DeGuara as a near lock. I am 97% sure that Josiah DeGuara will be on the starting roster. There is a scenario in which it turns out they never really liked the guy, but they just didn't really have a lot of options, and Tucker Craft and Luke Musgrave look really solid, and we know they like Tyler Davis for who knows what reason, and they're like, you know what, we're comfortable enough to just let this guy go. Don't think it's going to happen. But I'm only like 97% sure it's not going to happen. And then nobody else is even close. Offensive tackle. I don't like doing offensive line because there's so much crossover. I am going to strictly stick with what our lads has. Tackles include David Bakhtiari, Rashid Walker, Caleb Jones, Kadeem Telfert, Zach Tom, Yash Nyman, Luke Tenuta, Gene DeLance. Yes, Royce can play tackle. Yes, Elton can play tackle. Some of these guys can play tackle. I don't care. Some of these other guys, yes, Zach Tom might be interior and whatever. I don't care. It is also a consideration, but that's more of a consideration when you're doing an actual 53 where you look at, well, if we keep this guy, that's kind of a guard tackle, so maybe that can blah, blah, blah. We're not getting that nuance. We're just saying which individual players are locks or close to locks. David Bakhtiari, yes. Zach Tom, yes. Locked in. They're not going anywhere. There's no practice squad. There's no cutting. Yash Nyman, no. And I'm not positive that he's a near lock, although he probably is. And, and again, the only reason I say that is Zach Tom wins the job. Do you 100,000% keep Yash Nyman as a backup tackle? Probably, but we have Rasheed Walker and Caleb Jones who looked pretty good last year. We also have Royce who can play at some kind of a level, assuming we're keeping Royce, which I'm not going to. Probably a near lock, but not a lock. I think Yash makes more sense as a near lock than anything else. So really, because Rasheed and Caleb Jones are not locks, I mean, they could very easily go to the practice squad. Same with Tenuta, DeLance, and Telford. So that's it. So I'm just going to put Yash Nyman as a near lock. 
Then when we look at guards, we have Elton Jenkins, Sean Ryan, uh, Chuck Filiaga, John Runyon, and Royce Newman. Elton Jenkins, John Runyon, I'm putting his locks. Now, I some people might not disagree or might not agree and say, no, John Runyon could lose his job. I really, 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 really don't buy it. And even if he did, he is way too good of a player to not at least be a backup on a rookie sixth round contract. He costs them no money. There's no reason to get rid of him whatsoever. Sean Ryan feels like he should be a lock, but I think there is at least a 1% chance that he is so unbelievably bad that after two years they decide to move on. It's unlikely, but it has happened in the past. You had that, uh, what was that pass rusher out of Wisconsin the year that we skipped on TJ Watt? We got uh, Kevin King, and then with the other pick that we picked up, we got the other pass rusher that was on the opposite side of TJ Watt. I forget his name, but he was cut after like a year. Or maybe it was even the same year. I don't remember, but it was so bad they moved on. Packers very rarely do that. But there have been instances. I think even Jay Sternberger was kind of a surprise in terms of how quickly they moved on from him. Sean Ryan was, I mean, again, he he wasn't even running with the number twos last year at any point. If he doesn't even get to that point again, it's not impossible they just say, you know what, my bad and move on. Unlikely, but not impossible. So I, I think he belongs in the near lock situation, but I'm not putting him as a lock. And I... I think Royce also should be in that position. He's on his rookie contract, and we certainly could use some backup players. So Sean Ryan, Royce Newman will be in the near locks. Chuck Filiaga will not be on the list. Then at center, you got Josh Myers, Jake Hansen, and DJ Scaife. I think Josh Myers, in my opinion, is a lock. Yes, he could possibly lose his job. But as, as wildly unlo- unlikely as that is, I think it's also possible if he loses that job, they could move him to guard, or at the very worst, he's moving as a backup. They're not, I, I don't think there's any chance he gets cut. I, don't, I, I think there's almost no chance he loses his job at center. But this is my opinion, and I'd be curious to know yours. In fact, I'm going to hang on to this. I will make adjustments as training camp comes along. But obviously, if you have any disagreements, thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, call it in 608 let me know your thoughts, but that's where I'm at. Jake Hansen, obviously DJ Scaife, eh, he's not going to be on the list. Is Jake Hansen a near lock? And I kind of think yes, although I think a lot of people would probably say no because of how bad he was. But I, I think we don't really have a lot of backup center options. We really don't. And we don't want to have to pull Elton off a of guard and then put what? Royce in at guard. Like, that's that's not a good situation. I think the Packers also like Jake Hansen more than Packer fans do. Jake Hansen also has guard center flexibility. Maybe I'm off base on this one. Again, call in, message me, whatever. Give me your thoughts. Maybe I'm not seeing it clearly. But I think Josh is a lock. I think Jake is a near lock. I'm guessing most people would put Josh as a near lock and Jake not on the list. But I'm going to go ahead and roll the dice here. So for the offense right now, just to recap before we move to defense, and then obviously we'll do special teams, although that should be relatively quick and easy. Our locks are Jordan Love, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft, David Bakhtiari, Zach, Tom Elton, Jenkins, John Runyon, Josh Myers. Near locks are Sean Clifford, Samori Ture, Josiah DeGuara, Yash Nyman, Sean Ryan, Royce Newman, Jake Hansen. So that equates to 13 locks, 7 near locks, 20 total players. Now, if you're following along at home, there's 25, there's room for 25, 25, and then three special teamers. That's, I'm guessing how they came up with 53. It's 25, 25, and three. So when you factor in that 
near lock is basically a lock anyways. We're, we're talking about 20 guys. So that leaves flexibility for, for five more guys coming along, which is nice because there are other guys that I'd like to add into this. I mean, you've got, I mean, we, we don't have enough wide receivers for one, right? We'll probably want to carry one more running back. So we need one more running back, one, two, three, four. We need one more wide receiver. We do have nine offensive linemen. I feel like that's a pretty good number as it is. See, and, and that's, the, that's the benefit of doing this. As I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, okay, we got five spots. I really only need three, one running back and two more wide receivers. I don't need any more quarterbacks, tight ends. Maybe could bring along another tackle or something. But we've got four guards and... Um, 2.5, maybe three of them, if you include John Runyon, have some tackle flexibility. But the, I guess the point is we're kind of in a good way here. We're, we're not actually in a terrible spot. I, I would say if we just add in one more running back, call it Patrick Taylor, and then we add in um, two more wide receivers, call it Dontavian Wicks and Grant DeBose. I know Malik Heath is the popular thing, but I'm going to go with the seventh round pick over the undrafted guy until we get a little bit more concrete information on that. That leaves two remaining pieces, and I'll be honest, sometimes it's nice to be able to leave that for your defense if you need it, right? You've got positions, for example, like defensive tackle, where maybe you might want to carry an extra guy just because we're, we're kind of light, you know? I mean, you hope Kenny can get back to form. You hope Wyatt can take a big jump, but um, I don't know that I have a huge amount of faith in anybody else. We'll see what Wooden and Brooks come uh, bring and whatnot. But we can assess that when we get there. Um, again, a little bit early, but we'll, we'll take a break because we got defense coming up next. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. If you would like to support the podcast, you can do so for as little as $1 a month. It helps me cover the costs of, you know, buying things that people recommend, like movies and spices. <laughs> I'm kidding. That That just comes out of my bank account. But I do appreciate it very, very much. Anybody that uh, likes the work that I do and feels the urge to support a guy uh if you're not a patreon person venmo venmo is uh packernet podcast also please consider checking out fertile ground ranch discipleship ministry at fertilegroundranch.org we'll take a break we'll be right back all righty dighty let's take a look at the defense here um we'll just go in the normal order defensive tackle first of all here are the guys that I have listed. Again, if you disagree with the placement, it doesn't matter. It's somewhat irrelevant to what we're doing today. If you want to get down into the nitty-gritty of an official 53, this is where kind of where guys line up might factor in a little bit. But interior guys, Kenny, Slayton, Devontae Wyatt, Colby Wooden, Jonathan Ford, Carl Brooks, Antonio Moultrie, Chris Slayton, Jason Lewan. Now, who are the absolute locks? I have to believe... Kenny, TJ Slayton, and Devontae Wyatt are all locks. I, I, There's a part of me that wants to slay, say we don't know about Slayton, but I don't know who replaces him. I don't. I mean, yeah, you could say, well, Colby Wooden and Carl Brooks could both be elite, and they could end up being the numbers three and four. Yeah, but TJ Slayton's a nose tackle. Wooden and Brooks are not, and Wyatt is not. Kenny can be, and I suppose they could revert back to that, where Kenny goes back to the nose, then you get Wyatt, Wooden, Carl Brooks to be the defensive ends. I just, I'm, I'm, I feel like it's splitting hairs a little bit too much, and I know that sounds silly given what we've done today, but I'm going to put Kenny, Slayton, and Wyatt all as locks, because again, even if we shuffle some stuff around, Slayton is at least a backup. They're not just going to outright cut him. We don't have the depth for that. Um, Colby Wooden and Carl Brooks 
Um, boy, oh boy. I, I don't think Colby Wooden's going anywhere. I would say that he is a lock. And, and and I know it seems a little silly to just look at draft position. I just feel like there's a there's a line, at least in my mind, where if you're drafted here, we're not going to risk losing you. If you get drafted after this point, and generally for me, that's like sixth, seventh round, maybe fifth round is kind of an iffy one. I mean, a lot of seventh round guys get put on practice squad. I think sixth round guys do as well. We saw that, you know, when we went on that um, I don't think all three of the six-round interior or the six-round linemen we got, I don't think they all made the team. Maybe they did. I don't know. But I'm going to put Colby Wooden as a lock and Carl Brooks as a near lock because I, I just think we need the bodies. But I also think it's a, it's possible that if he's just not really ready, that perhaps we could, you know, again, is it possible we say we don't have the horses? Maybe Colby Wooden isn't great either, but we don't want to risk him on the practice squad, so we'll keep him around. But we need somebody else. We go out in free agency and acquire somebody. I would say it's at least slightly possible. And there is some rationality to, you know, looking at where a guy was drafted to determine how likely they are to get picked up because the NFL voted on these guys. All 32 teams, not just the Packers, right? The entire NFL let Carl Brooks go to six. Now, maybe everybody else would have let Colby go to six or seven or, or undrafted as well. I don't know. But it's it's a higher risk. It's entirely possible he would have just gone in the fourth, which means there is a higher demand for Colby Wooden than there is for Carl Brooks. So it's safer to say that Carl Brooks can be... Um, you know, cut and then brought back on the practice squad without getting scooped up. Um, so that leaves Jonathan Ford. I'm I'm not going to put him. Uh, I understand he got put on the 53 last year. That's cool and all. He could easily be kicked down into the practice squad. Probably not, but I just don't feel super good about Ford, Moultrie, Slayton, and Lawan. I mean, the only thing about Ford is that he's he is a nose tackle, so he's, you know, your backup in case things go wrong, but I, it's just not close enough for me. So uh, that is, what, four defensive tackles I put as, as a lock, and, and two of them are somewhat iffy with Slayton and Wooden. But, again, I'm relatively comfortable enough, and, and really only one other position had three, and that was wide receiver. But All right, edge rusher. Preston, Lucas Van Ness, Justin Hollins, Ladarius Hamilton, Keyshawn Banks, Rashawn Gary, Kingsley Enigbare, Jonathan Garvin, Prenton Cox, Kenneth Odumegwu. And no, I'm not doing injuries right now. I'm not worried about that. This is looking at full strength. Again, if you want to do an official 53, you can kind of tweak it and say, well, technically Rashawn isn't going to take a spot, so we can slide in one more player, and then we'll change it when things... Not worried about that at this exact particular moment. So, Rashawn Gary, lock. Preston Smith, lock. Kingsley, I would say is a lock. Although... Again, some weird stuff here. Lucas Van Ness is a lock, so that's three locks. They seem to like Hollins more than Kingsley. That's four. I mean, I, again, I don't know if Justin Hollins is officially a lock, but it, it feels like there's maybe four guys ahead of Kingsley, right? So can we say lock for Kingsley? Now, I would be a little bit more worried about him getting to the practice squad, even though, again, I, I, I know that that's overhyped, but we're talking about a capable pass rusher. I mean, there are teams out there like the Bears that don't even have one and could easily use a guy's, guy like Kingsley and Igbari to come in and at least be a backup. I mean, he could very easily be a player on the 53-man roster for somebody. So that's tough. He's, a, he's at the very least a near lock, but the only question is, if it came to it, if we were just so excited with Rashawn and Preston and Lucas Van Ness and Justin Hollins and maybe Brenton Cox and or Jonathan Garvin and or Ladarius Hamilton, 
Would they feel bold enough to put him on the practice squad? I don't think they would. He's he's very much bordering on lock. It's like 99.5%, but, you know, whatever. So there are three locks, Rashawn, Preston, and Lucas Van Ness. I feel like I'm going to put Inigbare. It's so weird when you say Inigbare and Hollins as near locks just because that's five guys. You're for sure going to have five guys, and you know for sure Garvin, Hamilton, Brenton Cox, all these guys, you know for a fact none of them are going to make it. Are we going to have six pass rushers? Like, what are we... I mean, I guess it's not a lock. It's a near lock. But, yeah, I think I think Enigbare and Hollins I'm going to put as near locks for right now. And Hollins, I, 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 I probably... I don't even want to put him on as a near lock, but it's hard to deny that he's been the number two pass rusher in OTAs. You know, with Rashawn out. It was Preston and then Hollins. So, to not acknowledge that is, is uh, a little crazy. Outside of that, though, Garvin, Hamilton, you know, and then the undrafted guys, I'm not going to put any of them on there, but um, that gives us five pass rushers right there. So we have five lock to near locks, five defensive tackles, five edge rushers, 10 total interior guys, especially when you factor in the inside-outside versatility. You got 10 guys, and of that 10, one, two, three, I mean, you know, Wyatt can play outside, Wooden can play outside. Carl Brooks can play outside. Rashawn can play inside. Preston probably can go a little bit inside. Lucas can go inside. I mean, they have put Kenny outside. I don't think that that's, you know, a major thing. And there's, there's a lot of versatility, though. Um, linebacker. Quay and Campbell. So, so of the linebackers, we got Campbell, McDuffie, uh, Jimmy Phillips, Quay Walker, Eric Wilson, Tariq Carpenter. That's as it is right now. Um, Quay and Campbell are locks. And for those of you super smart guys out there, like, well, technically something could, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm when I say lock, I just mean in my own mind, I can't really get there rationally. It doesn't actually mean zero percent chance. It just means I, uh, I'd be willing to bet at you know a hundred to one odds and feel confident that my hundred bucks isn't going anywhere. You know, can you make a case? Sure. Quay Walker gets into a fist fight with seventeen people in the training staff and he gets kicked off the team. But I mean, come on, we're being stupid at this point. After that, Eric Wilson, Isaiah McDuffie. I really, really would like to put both of these guys as near locks. I think they both have shown the ability to step in at linebacker and be productive. They both have a good amount of experience, especially Wilson with the Vikings. I think they're both very good special teamers. I don't see any reason why any of them should be let go. But are we talking like 99% here? I mean, Isaiah McDuffie played 175 snaps on defense last year. Eric Wilson played 36. But Eric Wilson last year was our number one special teamer, not just in terms of his, uh, well, I mean, it was just in terms of his special teams grade, um, 91.7. He was the highest graded. But also he was our sixth highest in terms of snap count. So he he is more or less our number one special teamer. The only guys ahead of him are Josiah DeGuara in terms of snaps, Keyshawn Nixon, Isaiah McDuffie, so there you go, Dallin Levitt, and Tyler Davis. So, makes you want to put Tyler, Tyler Davis as a near lock, doesn't it? It's just hard to imagine that either of these two guys, core special teamers, both of them nearly top five in terms of snaps, both of them were our highest graded special teamers. I mean, they were literally one and two. Eric Wilson, 91.7, Isaiah McDuffie, 88.5. I would say these are our two core 
top special teamers. They both played some defense. They were both our top special teams guys. I'm just I'm going to put them as near locks and just leave it at that. And obviously, I cannot say Tariq Carpenter is is anything even close to being a near lock because I've basically just locked up four guys and we are not going to carry. We might not even carry four, which is why this is so hard to figure out how to how to parse out. But I think we will carry four. I think this is the four we're going to carry. And um, I think that just spells doom for Tariq Carpenter unless he finds his way back into the, 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 the graces of the safety group, which I don't think is going to happen. He may end up going to the practice squad and then reemerging, you know, next year or whatever. I'm, I'm not saying he's, he's done as a Packer, but I don't think he plays this year. Um, cornerback, we've got Jair Stokes, Keandre Thomas, William Hooper, Razul Douglas, Carrington Valentine, Tyrell Ford, Keyshawn Nixon, Shamar Jean Charles, Corey Ballantine. Ballantine, I don't know, man. Honestly, if Carrington Valentine and Corey Ballantine could both just go away so I don't have to do the Valentine, 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 Valentine routine anymore, it'd be fantastic. No offense to recent seventh-round draft pick Carrington Valentine, but I don't like it. So, Jair is a lock, Razul is a lock, Keyshawn's a lock. Stokes, I'm leaning toward lock, but let's just put in the first three here. So, you know, Razul is not a... Um, he may not be one of the core players in terms of, you know, if, if we are going on a Super Bowl run in like three years, am I confident he's still going to be there? Not necessarily. But this year, he's not going anywhere. You could say if Jair was, or if Stokes was fully healthy, is there a scenario? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But I think for this year, I don't know that that's going to be a thing. If anything, we'll have a rotation we can reassess next year. If Eric Stokes comes back healthy and plays at a high level, maybe we can have the conversation about moving on from Razul, but I don't think that's a thing this year. And Keyshawn, obviously, I mean, even if he loses his slot job, he's not going anywhere. He's a lock for the 53. Zero chance we get rid of our actual top special teams player when you factor in his value as a returner. So that kind of leaves us with, I mean, look, let's leave out Eric Stokes. Keandre Thomas, no. William Hooper, no. Carrington Valentine, no. Very easily could be a practice squad guy. Tyrell Ford, no. Shamar Jean Charles, you know... I don't necessarily think so, because I think there are some other options in terms of guys that could play in the slot. I think it's also possible if Eric Stokes comes back, Razul could go back into the slot, pushing back Keyshawn Nixon, which leaves out Shamar Jean Charles. There's too many scenarios in which Shamar does not end up the backup slot guy to make him like automatic. So really, that just leaves um, Eric Stokes. Is he a lock or a near lock? And and I want to say he's a lock, but is there a one percent chance that this injury is actually so devastating that he just can't come back from it and um and, and again there, there's i know i said i wasn't going to do injuries and i'm not necessarily but is it possible that the guy just gets put on like season ending ir or something you know it, it's he he's not going to get cut and he's not going to get put on the practice squad i i guess there's just that very slight chance that this injury thing is is beyond massive but i don't think so i think he was moving around quite well um i'm just i i'm just gonna put him as a lock i'm just gonna put him as a lock and there are no near locks we got four locks and no near locks and then finally for the defense we've got um darnell savage Tavarius moore anthony johnson benny sapp rudy ford jonathan owens dallin levitt innis Gaines. i feel relatively comfortable that this one Darnell Savage and Rudy Ford are locks. I know you don't want to believe that. 
It's just a thing. Darnell Savage, he's not going to get traded. He's not going to get cut. He may end up getting benched, but he'll be on the team. And Rudy Ford, even if somebody takes his job, he'll be a backup. I mean, they like Rudy Ford. He's a good football player, at least for a stretch. He's got the athleticism and the and the the physicality. Um, I think he also could be a really good special teamer. So I think those two are locks. Now, interestingly enough, because if you look at the list as they have it, the next two safeties are Traverius Moore and Jonathan Owens. I don't think either of them are even near locks. They might be over 50%, maybe. I don't even know if they are, but they're not 90%. Same is true of Anthony Johnson. There's a lot of love for Anthony Johnson, but he may not be ready. He may end up on the practice squad. Even though I, I probably have more faith in Johnson making it than Moore or Owens, I still am not putting him on as a near lock. That's also true of Innes Gaines and Benny Sapp. Dallin Levitt is the only one that I'm going to put as a near lock because of his special teams ability. He is the leader of that special teams unit. He is a leader in and of himself, right? We heard Aaron Rodgers talking about how Dallin Levitt kind of piped up and started talking, and even Rodgers is like, you know, don't really do that. You're not really one of the guys that's supposed to do that. But kudos, you know, much respect for doing it, I guess. So I don't think he's going anywhere. Is, is it 100%? Not really, but it's very close in my mind, so I'm going to put him as a near lock. So two locks, Savage and Ford, near lock, Dallin Levitt. Then we come down to kicker. Um, I'm just going to lock in Anders Carlson and Pat O'Donnell and then um, probably just do near lock Matt Orzich. I see we do have Broughton Hatcher who was brought in to compete, so there's a chance that Matt Orzich could lose his job, um, but that one's relatively straightforward. We do also have another punter, Daniel Wellen, Whelan, whatever. I don't know. If I have to change it, then I have to change it, but I'm just sticking with Pat O'Donnell. All right, so on the... Um, Defensive recap. Um, Locks, we have Kenny Clark, TJ Slayton, Devontae Wyatt, Colby Wooden, Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Lucas Van Ness, Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker, Jair Alexander, Razul Douglas, Keyshawn Nixon, Eric Stokes, Darnell Savage, Rudy Ford, Anders Carlson, and, uh, well, that's special teams too. We'll just leave, we'll we'll save that. Um, That is 15 locks, and then the near locks would be Carl Brooks, Kingsley Anigbare, Justin Hollins, Eric Wilson, Isaiah McDuffie, and Dallin Levitt. That is six. So that puts us at 21. So again, a little bit short. And then we've got our three guys on special teams. In total, offense, defense, and special teams, we have 30 locks, 14 near locks, 44 total players. So that gives us room to add nine more guys. Now again, we absolutely need, uh, I shouldn't say absolutely, we probably need a running back, probably two wide receivers, We'll just say one more offensive lineman just for good measure. Um, One more defensive tackle. We have five. We'll take it to six. Uh, We've got four corners. We can add two more there. Just kind of eyeballing it real quick. Safeties, we have three. So we'll throw two more in there for now. That puts us to exactly nine. So if, if we stuck to that, that would give us exactly nine more players, which would put us at 53. So... Let's just, real quick, I wasn't planning on doing it, but just off the top here, pick one running back. Um, Let's just go Patrick Taylor, because why not? Two wide receivers, Dontavian Wicks, and I guess Grant DeBose. One more offensive lineman. We'll go, I don't remember who was having a better camp, Caleb or Rasheed. Let's go Rasheed Walker. Defensive tackle will be Jonathan Ford. Corners, we need two more. We'll add Shamar. 
And um, I'm not going to do Carrington, I don't think, although I know we like to keep our guys. But um, ugh, Carrington probably is the right. I'm going to go with Keandre Thomas, though. Then we need two more safeties. I am going to put Anthony Johnson. And boy, I'd love to put Tariq Carpenter in there, but apparently he's a linebacker. Do we put Ennis Gaines back in there? I feel like it's got to be Owens or Moore. I'll just flip a coin. I'll go with Owens because I think he's a better special teams player. All right, so here is the, I guess, unofficially official first swing at a 53-man roster. Ready? At quarterback, Jordan Love and Sean Clifford. Running back, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Patrick Taylor. Wide receivers, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, Samori Ture, Tay Wicks, and Grant DeBose. Tight end, Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft, Josiah DeGuara. Tackle, Bakhtiari, Zach Tom, Yash Nyman, Rasheed Walker. At guard, Elton Jenkins, John Runyon, Sean Ryan, Royce Newman. At center, Josh Myers, Jake Hansen. Defensive tackle, Kenny Clark, TJ Slayton, Devontae Wyatt, Kobe Wooden, Carl Brooks, and Jonathan Ford. At edge, Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Lucas Van Ness, Kingsley Anigbare, and Justin Hollins. At linebacker, Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker, Eric Wilson, Isaiah McDuffie. At corner, Jair, Razul, Keyshawn, Eric Stokes, Shamar, and Keandre Thomas. At safety, Savage and Ford, Levitt, Johnson, and Owens. And then kicker, Anders Carlson, punter, Pat O'Donnell, and long snapple, snap, snapple, Matt Orzich. So there you go. There she is, folks. Didn't intend on it, but we were so close, I figured why not just add a couple names and call it a 53. But I'm going to leave you guys at that. Again, we're getting close. I'm going to keep this 53, and I will continue tweaking it. I think what I maybe will start doing, I might adjust this a little bit to make it a little bit more fluid and make sure everybody's name is on it. We'll just have an on and an off. We'll, ha we'll have the locks, the near locks, and then we'll just have guys that currently, in my mind, are off. And then I'll, I'll move them in and out color-coded, but also add some notes so that I can kind of keep track of things as they come up throughout training camp. But anyways, you guys have a good rest of your day. I will talk to you tonight. Have a good one. Goodbye. Goodbye.